the Million Dollar Mortgage Experience Podcast. All right. Uh, welcome to the show. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, we're here with Michelle Berman. She's an Instagram coach, a speaker, and an author. She created the Instagram Power Method course specifically for realtors and loan officers to level up from the basic Instagram 101 courses that are out there. She teaches how to reach your ideal clients to generate hot leads off social media by defining your niche audience, learning from competitors, writing strong captions, using hashtags, and automating the whole process. Thanks for coming on the show, Michelle. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited. Yeah, great to have you here. So tell us about yourself and how like you got tied in with the real estate industry. Wonderful uh, and fun story, but I'll, I'll start simple. But um, for those of you guys who don't know, my name is Michelle Berman. I go by Michelle Berman Michael. Um, I am married to my wonderful husband, David. Um, and so I have to add that Michael part usually, but um, we have been married for four years almost coming up. And we actually got married, fun fact, two months to the day after we met. Um, that's a, a whole nother story. But when you know, you know, and we knew. So that's a, a fun, quick thing. But my husband actually works for the military. So we live in a small military town and we are moving to another small military town. But uh, I personally have been in the real estate slash mortgage industry exclusively since 2018. But my company has been around since early 2014. So we just celebrated eight years and it has been quite the journey. Um, but for me, how I got tied into the real estate space is I was actually working for a small social media public relations firm down in Palm Springs, California, uh, earlier in my career. And I really hated it, truthfully. And what I discovered in the industry was that everybody was producing the same content for, or all of our employees, I should say, was producing the exact same content for every client, regardless of what industry they were in. Like a cook, like a cookie cutter solution. Super cookie cutter. And honestly, morally, it did not sit well with me. So I actually quit. I walked into my boss's office and essentially said, I'm going to go do this and I'm going to do it better. And the company Burma Media PD was then born. Um, and the Instagram power method, it took about when did it launch? July of 2019. So about five years between incorporating Burma Media and really launching what is now known as the Instagram Power Method program. Um, but my love of the real estate community and, and the love, my love of that industry honestly happened by accident. Um, I hired a business coach who helped me really dial things in back in 2018. Uh, and he told me when I got back to the States after our eight day trip of really diving into my business, um, that when I got back, I had to fire all my clients that were not in the real estate or mortgage space. So I went from 13 to three um, and spent the next six months building the Instagram power method. So it's the love of real estate just in general. Like, did you ever watch those flip that house shows? And like, like what, oh what kind of drew you into like wanting to work with people that were in that industry? Yep. Um, if you've ever seen flip or flop, the TV show, um, I know it's all over HGTV. Um, Christina is her name. I still follow her to this day on Instagram, but, um, I actually was driving to a, a friend's house and saw their truck, uh, on the highway. And I about freaked out and I was like honking, trying to get her to stop. And it obviously it wasn't her in the car, but, um, yeah, I've, I've always had a love of the TV shows and HGTV has always been a channel of choice. Um, and actually, deep down, I've always really wanted to build my own Chip and Joanna Gaines farmhouse. It's, it's truly been like my love language and passion and I get to do it now, which is fun. That's cool. Yeah. I would say like, you know, um, real estate mortgage people, you know, we're good at like talking to people. We're good at, you know, sales and things like that. But when it comes to the tech and like Instagram and just overall knowing algorithms and hashtags, it's like, we're kind of lost, right? It's like, we could spend a bunch of time doing that, but then it's like, well, I could spend this much time and just make, you know, another commission. And so having someone who's very, you know, laser focused on, on social media has always been a hard hard thing to, to get to maybe add to your, you know, your team or, you know, maybe to add to your, your company, because it's like, you have a lot of people that are get fake followers. You get a lot of people, like I remember one, one company we hired one time, they just like, it was like everything was fake or all the likes were fake. And it was just like, this is not helping us at all. It makes us look cool online or makes us look like we have a bunch of followers, but we're not getting engagement. We're not getting any DMS. We're not getting any, any kind of like, you know, something that's going to monetize from it. So 
I think there's a lot of people out there that might do that, but, but it sounds like you're focused on like real followers, real people that are, you know, that are going to potentially like already like what you're doing and, and then maybe ask you questions or, and then do you also help with, um, formulating kind of what to say on, 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 on like Instagram or social media? Yeah. So I love that you brought all that up and this is so important to me and it's actually our word of the year as an organization. Um, and really what I believe to be the word for Instagram for the year of 2023, which is psychology. Um, and that might sound like a weird word of choice for people. Um, you know, a lot of people are like creative. I want to be innovative. I want to be consistent, like whatever word they choose to use, but for us, um, you know, I just released a, an, an article for Inman and I, I said out loud, you know, our word of the year for Instagram is psychology. And um, I've gotten a lot of really good feedback already. And people are like, what an interesting choice. And here's the reason for that, which is everybody is so focused on virality and vanity metrics and the trends, right? I have to do reels. I have to like, why is everyone telling me I need to be on TikTok, right? They're so focused on all of these other things instead of truly being focused on what actually matters, which is, are we having conversations? Are we creating connection? And are we finding that this person on the other plat on the other side of this platform is someone that I actually want to do business with? Um, and that stems from a couple of different things, but first and foremost, your content and your account has to feel approachable. Um, so people have to feel like they know who you are. And I mean, I remember when I reached out to you, John, you know, initially on Instagram, it was like super easy because I, we had the same shared interests as far as people. Right. And I didn't know much about you outside of that, but like, it was this very natural, Hey, you like this person. I really like this person. So the connection was very easy. Um, and so I think that what we need to focus on is getting back to the root of why we do what we do and why business why our businesses are the way they are, right? Why have most mortgage professionals done well in their career? It's because they've been relationship driven. And so psychology and and the thought process behind it is, can we tap into the brains of our ideal clients? Can we go find them? And can we have more conversations with them? Um, Because that is truly prospecting at scale. You know, anybody can teach you how to make a reel. Anybody can teach you how to write better captions. Um, But can somebody teach you how to really articulate your vision, um, and create connection properly. I love that you brought up, uh, psychology because I think psychology, if I'm thinking like, I don't know this to be true, but I'm thinking that even, even these social media companies, they probably have someone, there's probably a department about like a psychology department in the social media company. Like, because it's so tapped into how our brains work, how we function as humans, like, are we going to watch this reel twice? Are we going to watch, are we going to like it? Are we going to skip through it? Are we going to swipe? And the psychology, there's so much psychology behind that, right? Like how we function as humans, what we like, what we don't like. And, and then each person has different likes and dislikes, but there's probably like a collective of things that every human likes in some ways. We all like to be liked. We all like to have attention. Well, not, you know, everyone likes attention, but we all, all like to at least have some kind of attention about us or majority of people, right? Like you have some people that just like do not want any attention at all. But um, I think I, if I, I would guess that there's probably a psychology department at Instagram or at Facebook or at, you know, TikTok. Do you think that's, is that, is that true? Yeah. yeah? Uh, I think it's fair to say. And I, you know, for me personally, we have done things very, very differently here. And uh, when we work with clients, what we really focus on is who are you, right? Who are you as a person? And when you're hiring a social media company for your organization, I think one of the biggest issues that we've seen, um, and we talked about this as one of the four biggest issues of 2022, which is that when you're hiring a social media team, a lot of people focus on, well, can they make really pretty content? Are they really good at graphics? Can they write copy? And all of those are great questions, but they're the wrong questions. Um, Mm -hmm. Because in my opinion, anybody can use Canva, but can somebody actually feel like they're sitting next to you and build a relationship with you that way, right? Virtually to the point where we can sound like you, we can feel like you, our content and the conversations that we're starting on behalf of our clients, can it really come across as if it's you? Because if somebody's calling you and saying, hey, John, who the heck is running your social media? Because that's not you. Right. That's a big problem. So. Yeah. So do you guys actually take over a social media or do you kind of like come in tandem? 
we actually take it over almost entirely. Um, but the biggest thing about what we do is engagement. So as, as an organization, right. And, and this goes back, you know, without talking about myself, it's, it's more about you guys, but it's, it's when you're hiring someone, it's really important to know that that person's job is to create conversations for you. So are they going in and are they prospecting properly for you? Because we, as, as a social media organization, right? That is literally our job is to teach you and to create the ability for you to create conversion and have conversations that can lead to that. So right. we, as a company have to be teaching you how to do that and leading you to that. Um, and if that's not happening, you know, I talked to somebody the other day who said, you know, yeah, I hired this company it was $1,200 a month and he's supposed to be doing engagement for me. And so I was like, great, that's wonderful. How many DMs are you waking up to every morning that you have to respond to? She's like, one, maybe two. Why? Like that, that's a weird question. And I'm like, no, that's the question you should be asking, right? right? How many DMs do you have in the morning that you need to respond to? Because that's the point, right? How many conversations are we having? Um, and so I just think that when people are hiring a social media company, I just feel like they're one, they don't know what questions to ask. And two, I think they're asking the wrong ones when they do. It's a good answer. I, I think for mortgage brokers, for real estate agents, it's almost like you have to have an Instagram page just to have it. Like we don't really understand the purpose, like what you just said, behind having an Instagram page. The Instagram page isn't necessarily just to show the world that you have, you know, that this is you, you're legit, you have something, but it's actually to get leads, right? It's to get engagement. Like you said that word a couple of times, engagement. And people aren't getting engagement unless there's something that they're creating like a, an emotion or a feeling to, to capture that engagement. I think there's such a battle online for our attention, right? Like everyone's fighting for attention. Everyone out there is, is like the next app, the next this, the next that. And, and the attention is so hard to get these days because the attention went from, you know, two hour long movies down, down to most people can't even last 30, you know, a minute or 30 seconds in engage in attention. So, um, you have to really be great at capturing that attention within that short amount of time. And so that's something that we're all learning on, on how to do because it's happening to us, but we're not able to really, unless you have psychology background or unless you have uh, training like someone like you do, we're not going to know how to do that, you know, it's, and we're not going to know how to get that person to click or to, um, to like write a DM. I mean, and, and we're all, we're all not guilty of it, but we're all, um, victims of the clickbaits out there. I mean, you, you know, I, I saw, I think today on Twitter, some article that was like, um, about the Olsen twins and it was like, how sad with, you know, and, and then, and then it was like, you click on it and there's nothing really there. It wasn't like any, like, you know, gotcha thing. It was just like some like story that nothing to do with the title. And it just like, you feel like, so like not used, but just like, like, I don't know what the word is. Like you feel like you're just been like duped. Like, man, I just wasted, I can't get that minute back in my life or two minutes that I read that article. But like something that, you know, the clickbait thing is, is, is kind of a cheap way or like a, a low, low brow way of getting engagement or getting clicks. But like to really hone in on, you know, what you're selling and what you kind of what you want as a result from social media, I think is a skill and an art that I'm, I'm glad to hear more about it. Like, tell us more how you've been able to hone in on these kind of skills and, and to be able to get DMs. Because like, I think you were one of my few DMs that I've had in a while. <laughs> so um, when you DM me. Here's what it, here's what it comes down to. And you said it perfectly, but perception is reality. And we have a very, very short window to make someone care about what we're producing online. Um, and the sad reality for a lot of mortgage professionals, um, and I'm going to, I'm going to use this and, and it may ruffle feathers, but the reality is that so many people in the mortgage industry have for so long relied on, I'm just really good at doing loans and everyone's just going to refer me to right. this person or everyone's just going to, you know, refer their friends and family to me. And that's how I'm going to survive producing all these loans. Um, or I'm just going to buy leads, which has always been a big thing. Right. Right. Um, but the reality is that those, those people are starting to realize that if I, if they don't have some semblance of a presence online, that referral is not nearly as strong as it once was. Because if I am using Instagram or if I am using Facebook or if I am using Twitter, whatever it is, I probably have a pre-existing relationship or I might be following someone that is in that industry who I could very easily 
start a conversation with about that. Like, let's say I'm hypothetically considering building a house and I'm following all these Instagram accounts and I'm like, okay, well, I think I might be ready to build a house. Who am I going to reach out to? I'm not going to reach out to somebody who I have never seen online before. I'm going to reach out to that person who I remember seeing their page a bunch. Um, And so I think that that is the biggest challenge with the mortgage industry right now is that um, as we transition, they don't understand that perception truly is reality. So if I get referred to somebody and I go consume their content on social media and it's really low value, it's very cookie cutter, it's cartoony, right? It's being pushed out by a marketing department that every piece of content looks exactly the same. I don't know who this person is. I don't know that you're a dad or you're a husband or you love coffee or you have a great Dane right? I don't have any connective piece with you. So right. I'm instantly swiping past to the next person. Um, and if I'm told to call you to get a loan and I can't find you, that's a whole nother conversation. Interesting. So is there like a, a, a process that you could go through um, of kind of what you need to do, like establish that you are legit and you have some good advice. And then the second step is like, sort of like re-engaging with other people. Like what, what are the steps you know, in a nutshell that you could share, um, with how to do this. Yeah. So there are four pillar pieces of content that we encourage people to produce. And, um, you know, this might not sound like rocket science to you. And there, there may be other people who have said, said similar things, but the reality is that these four pillars create your foundation for everything that you do, not just with your social presence, but in general, how you present yourself as a mortgage or real estate professional, Um, and the four pillars, number one is value series. So I have coined this term many, many years ago. Um, but essentially what the value series is, is one topic that you break down into five individual pieces of content, all about that one topic. So traditionally people like to, to have, uh, multiple different conversations about multiple different types of things in one month. And I'll use a VA loan as an example. My husband and I, you know, obviously have used it multiple times. Um, we aren't using it to build, but the reality is, is that I know a lot about a VA loan, um, but I, I work with a lot of lenders who uh, that's what they do. They specialize in working with veterans. But if you go to their social platform, it's like one month they're talking about VA loans. The other month they're talking about the Home for Heroes program. This month they're talking about credit. And it's like this boing, boing, boing of all these different conversations. And so what a value series does is it allows you to say, okay, I specialize in VA loans but then go way deeper. And instead of 30,000 feet, we're a thousand feet off the ground. And we're talking about, Hey, if you're a veteran or considering using the VA loan, but you want to build a house, here's what this conversation might look like. And we break that conversation down into five micro pieces or five little chunks of content. So that when I consume your Instagram, I can see all five of those posts as they get produced over the course of the month. And I'm like, dang, John knows everything there is to know about building a house and working with VA people or potential VA buyers. And he's ultimately going to help me make the best decision when it comes to whether or not I should build and use a VA loan or go conventional, right? And and that's the conversation we need to be having around uh, our content or our value proposition, because yeah. I know what a D, I, or I shouldn't say I know, I do know, but I don't care what a DTI means, right? So people like to do this like mortgage vocabulary and they think that that's valuable, right? I don't care what that means. Just tell me, yeah. can I buy this house or can I not? Yeah. Um, so that's pillar number one, um, most important pillar, hands down. That is the answer to your question of like, how do you pr- create that credibility? And it's that, right? How can you start talking about things that are relevant to me as potentially your ideal client? Um, number two is testimonials. Uh, everybody knows that testimonials are incredibly important, but the biggest thing is shifting away from the written and getting more focused on video testimonials um, and producing them as reels if you can, um, which any video content that goes out on Instagram now is produced as a reel automatically. It's just an Instagram update. Um, but video testimonials have notoriously been hard for people to collect. Um, and we have worked really hard on helping our clients do more of them. Um, and we actually wrote a whole script so that they can now actually get better video testimonials from, from their clients um, that actually answer questions about how good they are instead of John was great, period, because we've seen that. So um, that's pillar number two. Uh, pillar number three is depends on whether you're on the mortgage side or on the real estate side. So if you're on the real estate side, obviously you need to be talking about real estate listings under contract, pending, sold, um, any, anything along the home buying pendulum, 
for the mortgage professionals, you guys have a little bit more fun with this offer or with this pillar uh, or can have a little more fun. Um, it could be a community spotlight, a charity spotlight. It could be a local business spotlight. And typically what we'll do is um, introduce or have our clients introduce some of their borrowers who own small businesses. So it's like giving love back to some of their borrowers and, and allowing that to happen. Um, for somebody like you, John, it would most likely be sharing podcast episodes or sharing, you know, somewhere that you've been on stage speaking and, and kind of showing that you're hitting and pounding pavement in the community. Um, and then pillar number four is the easiest it's lifestyle content. So this is anything from your camera roll. This is, you know, your tequila, this is anything pictures of life, um, and I'll, that allow people to start conversations with you, um, and being unapologetically who you are, right. So showing up truly, uh, as you without worrying about what, oh, well, nobody's going to care what I eat. Well, maybe they will. Right. And, you know, I post about macros all the time and people all the time are asking me, what the heck, how do you count your macros or what does that mean? And, you know, I'm having conversations all the time in my DMS about that. So while some people might not care, some people do. That's cool. So you said in pillar one that, uh, you kind of give away information, right? That's kind of what I got out of it. So there's, there's brokers and there's people out there that are like, if I give away all this information, then someone's just going to take it and then they're going to go to, you know, their, their brother-in-law that's doing a mortgage or they're going to just take that and use it and go somewhere else. What do you tell people like that who are, you know, in the industry that like, if I just sit there and spend all this time giving away information that it's going to actually turn into something like you're giving away for free, right? Everybody has that fear. I think as business owners, we have that fear like naturally. Um, but what I tell anybody who brings that up specifically is we're not for everybody. You know, I'm not for everybody. You're not for everybody. And the reality is that that's okay. Um, and honestly, they, they may take that information and, and reach out to somebody else to potentially do that loan. But if the world works the way that the world should work in this circumstance, that person's going to either come back to you with questions because it's not going to come out from the other person, the way that you presented it. Um, or they may go through a really bad experience with that person and then think twice about doing it in the future. Uh, yeah. you know, and I've, I've fallen victim to that myself personally, right? When my husband and I bought our first house, we got screwed. Um, and we, and we didn't know it until afterwards, um, and it was just a matter of education, even though I work with mortgage professionals, I still got screwed. Um, and so it's just a matter of, of understanding the right questions to ask and being able to look at something and say, this person clearly knows what they're talking about. And yes, this is my brother right over here who has his mortgage license or he has got his real estate license. So maybe I should go use him, but ask the question, right? If, if somebody's posting about buying or building a house using a VA loan and you ask them that question and they can't answer it, then maybe you need to have a backup conversation and make a decision with, with more education. Yeah. And you get what you pay for too. Like if you're going to get a super deal with your brother-in-law or something, then you may not be, you know, really, like you said, you might get screwed. So, um, one thing that always intrigues me about Instagram is that you've got your post, right? Then you've got your story, then you got your reel, and you're like, what do I do? Do I do a story? Do I do a reel? Do I do a post? And I know that the stories disappear. So I think you have to just be strategic on, do you do a story because you just don't really care that's going to linger on your page? Or, you know, do you do a reel because you want it, you know, pinned? And then people, I see how people pin up, you know, the top three, uh, I think they're reels or posts or stories, or whatever. Um, so there's like obviously ever changing things in, in social media that you got to be kind of aware of if, in, in order to do it in a good, in a good way. Right. I mean, an effective way. Cause, um, what do you say about that? Is there like a strategy that you use for stories versus posts? Do you do like a, a story that tells people about your reel? Like, like how, like what's, what's that strategy? Um, another great question, but the reality is that your feed or the posts, right? That is typically a little bit more planned out. It's a little bit more intentional. It's a, it's kind of a 30 day plan that we build out over the course of the month. So there's a lot more uh, structure around it. I heard it's kind of like your website, right? It's like, it's like what you kind of want everyone to see and like the overview of who you are, what your company is. Whereas like your stories are might, might be like more personal stuff. And then your reels might be like more educational stuff. Is that like a nutshell kind of right? Or 
Yeah. So I wouldn't reels. I wouldn't, I wouldn't quantify as educational exclusively. Right. So I think reels are designed to be uh, any form of feed content. Right. So I've done value series in the form of reels. I've done lifestyle content in the form of reels. Um, my son is 16 months. So I did a 16 month reels like to share that he had turned because his 16 month birthday was on Christmas. So it just sort of worked out for me to post it that way. Um, but so the biggest thing I can tell you as far as the differentiation between your feed and stories is stories are very off the cuff, right? So it's just what's going on in my day. Like, you know, yesterday I, I went on a, a sunset run and I got a picture of the sunset right as I was pulling back up into my driveway and just said like, pictures don't do it justice. And then I put a screenshot of like my Garmin, like from my app, right. Saying how far my run was. Um, in my stories. And I've had a lot of people because they know that I'm running a, a 5k race on Saturday. So people are like, I can't wait to see what you do on Saturday. Like people have just been invested in like my running journey. Um, and then, you know, stories can also be about business, right? So if I do a podcast episode like this, or if I'm um, speaking somewhere, or if I'm walking, you know, I did, I did a really good one the other day, I was walking into uh, the big main room to speak for a real estate brokerage for their annual conference. And I just flipped my phone around. and was like, I'm so excited to be here. I can't wait to speak to this group of, you know, really passionate, excited real estate agents, blah, blah, blah. So it's like this combination of business and personal, but the reality is that stories are designed to make people feel like they know me mm. without actually knowing me. And that's the whole point, right? So when I have a sales call with someone, it shouldn't feel like a sales call because most likely by the time they booked a call with me, they already feel like they know me. Uh, and that's, the biggest compliment to me is when someone's like, oh my gosh, your son's name is Knox. That's the coolest name. And I'm like, how did you know that? Right. And the reality is that they've consumed enough of my content to know that. It's a good tip. So, um, you know, you have a course. So I think from what I understand about your business is that you, you teach people in a course, but then you also offer like, we take it over and we'll do it all for you. Is that, is that, is that accurate? Yeah. So we have three, we really have three tiers. Um, the Instagram power method is for those people who really want to learn how to do it themselves, want to buy a program to be able to go through it and execute and really learn it. Um, I laughingly say that the Instagram power method is my thesis, uh, cause really that's what it is. Um, it's truly my life's work all in one. Um, it's 87 videos, 23 homework assignments, and it, it truly is, um, massive in a power course. Yeah. And it's growing. Um, and the, the thing we do, we always update anywhere from two to three times a year. Um, I'm kind of a stickler for making sure that we have the best of what, what I have to offer is always updated in there. Um, so that's kind of tier number one, uh, tier number two is our VIP program, which is when someone would actually just hand everything over to my team. Um, and we have three departments, if you will. So we have me and then we have my integrators or my VIP account coordinators is what they're called. Um, and then you have our engagement coordinators. So I have actually an entire team that all they do is focus on creating that engagement and, and really prospecting on behalf of our clients. Um, so that's kind of the VIP program. Um, and then tier number three is our high ticket event we do every year, um, every October. Um, it's a two day private mastermind with just my team and I, and it's limited to 12 people. Um, this year is actually in Nashville in October. Oh, cool. Might have to come, come to that. <laughs> Um, so why Instagram, you know, versus like TikTok or Facebook, what's the, what's the draw to Instagram? My, that's honestly my favorite question. So I'm actually really happy you just asked me that. Um, but Instagram is all of the platforms in one. So in my opinion, Instagram is the only platform that exists that really allows us to build a website, have a video, essentially YouTube built into it. Um, have a LinkedIn because we can do links and we can share things that to articles. Um, we can share links to get people to web register for things. Um, it's also Snapchat as AK stories, right? So it's this combination of all of these platforms in one place uh, mm -hmm. that allows me as the consumer to go down any wormhole related to you that I want. Um, meaning like if there's a link in, in your bio, um, I can click on it and I can go to your website. If I want to just get to know you on, as a person and see your Snapchat of your life, I can follow your stories every single day. Like it really allows me to do all of it. Um, and it also allows me, this is the one thing I don't think we talked about, but your highlights or those little buttons that show up underneath your bio, um, on your platform have become your website. So you no longer have to spend four or five, $10,000 on these really fancy schmancy websites. You can build a website in something like Kajabi for $150 a month that looks incredible, 
Um, but your Instagram allows you to have all of the tabs that push people to that. Um, and so it's really, truly the only platform that exists that is absolutely all of the social platforms in one. So the thing that you didn't say is that that's where potential real estate agents or buyers or brokers or, you know, that's where their eyeballs are. So I imagine that's just a given or that's just assumed, right? Because I would say TikTok versus Instagram. TikTok's more younger. You know, you probably don't have as many home buyers on there. You probably don't have people, as many people that are looking for a mortgage on TikTok. Maybe it's sort of trending over, but like Instagram, you've got like the people that are the demographic, maybe, you know, probably my age or, you know, between like someone in their thirties to their fifties is going to be on Instagram where they're most likely going to be the target audience of someone who wants a mortgage or wants a, a real estate loan or uh, buy a house. Is that, is that assumed? Is that why you didn't say it or? No, I, I, and honestly, the reality is that TikTok has trended that way. Like people have actually done an incredible job at monetizing TikTok as a real estate or mortgage professional. Um, but the reality is that yes, you are 100% correct that Instagram is, is the millennial or, or Gen Z type generation. And those are the people buying houses. Um, you know, but I'm, I'm 32 and I found our wedding venue. I, my hair girl, like I, everything you can think of as far as what I would do with my own life, everything I found on Instagram, because that's my platform of choice. Uh, you know, I'm in the middle of designing my dream home and every picture I've possibly saved has all been on Instagram. Like it's just where we go and consume content. Um, but I also use Facebook every single day. My husband has never owned an Instagram, never created an account, even though he's married to somebody that owns an Instagram company. Like it's just not. So like, I think it just depends on who you are and who you're after. But I think the reality is that, um, people are afraid to only have one social platform, but yeah. the reality too is, to, to piggyback off that is that anybody that's following you on Facebook is or friends with you on Facebook might not be following you on Instagram. So it's okay to post the same thing in both places. You right. know, I have 3000 friends on Facebook. I have almost 10,000 followers on Instagram. So you, there's obviously significant difference in your numbers of people that are consuming you in one versus the other. So I don't really care if I post it twice. And I think people do things differently on different platforms, right? Like I recently got into um, shorts on YouTube. And I go into, so I go into YouTube now to look at shorts. They're only a minute long. So it's kind of like, I get, I almost get tired because it's like a minute, a minute, a minute, a minute. And then you're like in this loop and you're like, oh God, I got to stop. Like, but like, you know, TikTok, I also go to for different reasons. Like I'll go and, and consume different types of con um, content or different types of information that I like to, to watch or read or to listen to. And that's a little longer. It's like up to three minutes. I think now it even goes up to 10 minutes or nine minutes, something like that. So you're going to get longer kind of, you know, sometimes it's like documentaries that are split up into six parts, you know, stuff like that. And then like Instagram, I'm always going on Instagram just to sort of see what my friends are doing and like what, um, you know, so I, I, I wonder if that's, if that's, if I'm, di if I'm different than other people, or if that's kind of similar to what other people are doing. Also, maybe most people just have one, maybe they have a Facebook that they barely check anymore and they have an Instagram. That's it. They don't even go on to consume, you know, stuff. I just love to get a lot of information, you know, through these outlets, but is that, is that accurate? Or? I think the reality is people want to stay connected period. Um, you know, we want to feel connected with people. And I think if COVID taught us anything that that's one thing. Yeah. Um, and I think even now, right, you have so many people, the vast majority of the population where we work from home, right? So our connection is through that. And, you know, I work from home full time and raise my son at the same time while running a, a large nine person company. And I crave personal connection because I don't get a lot of it outside of my house. Right. right. So feeling connected to people people that we consume content of, right. Makes us feel like we're a part of civilization. Um, and that's another reason why, like what you're producing is so important because can you create that desire for someone to want to have a conversation with you? Um, yeah. cause that's how any good relationship starts, right. Is you got to talk. That's good. Um, captions, how important are they? I, I think when I think of captions, it's like, 
it's sometimes an afterthought or it's sometimes a something that you will read if you kind of like the post or if there's something in the post that you want need to know about about the post and so you'll read the caption but is there something more to it or is it just something like that yeah so on instagram there is seo related to your captions meaning the specific keywords or trigger terms that you're using in your captions will help your content be seen this is specific to instagram but the idea is that your photo or your video or whatever it is that you're sharing captures attention to the point where someone wants to read your caption it's not just the hashtag that's that's driving that yeah so hashtags are important absolutely but they're not what they used to be so three years ago i would have answered that question a lot differently even two years ago i would have answered that differently um the most important thing now is are you creating content that someone wants to save or share because if someone saves something or shares something that's going to create this kind of spiral of other people consuming it and all of a sudden you have you look at your post and you're like holy crap what just happened to this you know um, yeah, and that's the reality and saves are saves are absolutely the gold mine of instagram how many people are saving our content or this particular piece of content because back to psychology if somebody's saving that piece of content I intuitively, as the content creator, need to go produce 10 more of that type of thing because clearly that landed. It's funny. I, I never thought of that. Like saving something is like, I don't even know where to go back to find it. So like if I want to maybe watch something again, I'll share it. Like I'll text it to somebody or send a link to it. And then I, then I can always go, oh yeah, I can always go back and watch it again in that text mess message chain. But um, I imagine I need to now go and look at my my new my Instagram in a different light and say, okay, I can save something and then I can go back and watch it. Is there just another like another button that you push to see all the saved yeah, stuff? It's in your settings. So if you go up to your settings, you can click on anything that you've saved. Um, but I can tell you more often than not that a lot of the content that I have that gets 20, 30, 40, 50 saves has like 30 likes. So it's, and again, this ties into, it's not about, is someone saving or sorry, it's not about is someone liking my content or taking the the brainless effort to double tap it. It is somebody truly interested in this enough where they're going to save it. Because if someone's saving it, that means that they intuitively want to come back to it so that they then can share it to a friend or text it to somebody or whatever. Um, so I think people just need to look at their metrics differently. Um, and if you focus on the metrics that actually matter, like someone saving my content or saving, you know, what you're producing, that's going to make you a better content producer. That's good. And, you know, I think when I, when you say all that, I think to YouTube and how they always say, you know, subscribe, share, comment, like in, in Instagram, I, maybe I missed it, but I haven't seen a whole lot of like, save this, you know, if you want to come back for more, like. You know, there's not like there's not a push like that on Instagram, or is that something you do? Like, do you put, you know, if you want to, if you want to, yeah. So it, it's in your caption. It's, in it, your it's how you write in your caption. Yeah. Um. Essentially, like if you look at, if you you probably don't see it from the people you're you might be consuming currently, but I think if you shifted who you were following, because the people who are doing that are people and are content producers like myself, right? Where we're trying to educate someone on how to do something better. Yeah, that's good. Um, not specifically necessarily selling a product, but more so focused on I'm educating the mortgage or the real estate industry on how to genuinely make better connections on their platform. So I may say, you want to save this and come back to it later. Or uh, my call to action in the post might be, if you, if this landed with you, save it and share it. Right. So you may, you may see stuff like that in our captions. That's cool. So I think also, you know, the idea of, you know, some people have private Instagrams and they have uh, Instagrams that are public. And I think if you have obviously a, a public page and you're trying to get business, you're, you're for sure going to have a public page. Now, um, what is a way that you can give us, kind of give our, our viewers and followers and listeners of a, like an easy way to in attract someone that's going to be engage engaging in your content? Like what would be something like a tip? Loaded question, but the fastest way I can answer it is, you have to be willing to engage with others in order to get engagement back, right? So just engaging with your existing followers is not going to do it. So you have to be willing to prospect and look at your platform as a prospecting tool. 
So yeah. ask yourself two things. One, who's your ideal client and really dig into that question, right? Don't just say like a first time home buyer because anybody can say that, right? Sure. And I know 5,000 real estate agents that would say I specialize in first time home buyers. So you have to get away from that. So you have to dig into truly building what I call an I help statement. Who do you help? How do you help them in the end result that you actually generate for someone? Um, and if you can answer that and not use cliche terms, like I help someone buy their dream home, like, no, you don't, you know, most likely. So it's the being honest with yourself and getting really into the, into the nitty gritty of who do you really serve? How do you help them? And then truly what is the result that you're specializing in or, or guaranteeing as far as why I would hire you? Um, so who's your ideal client? That's question number one and really getting into it. And then number two, what does your ask look like? So when you, when you do ask for business, what does that sound like? Um, because I think a lot of times the way we text is not the way that we would necessarily talk. So I think a lot of real estate and, and mortgage professionals were so used to like cold calling and, and sales calls, right. And having to talk to someone on the phone, but that sounds different than if we're sending someone a message. Um, sure. and also the, the lead up to that is different. So the way that we would then ask somebody if we've already had four or five exchanges with them is different than if we're just cold calling someone. So um, ask your, or write down your ask as if you were asking it um, via text and then read it out loud. How, how does it sound, right? What does it actually come out as when someone- Just like it? type it out and hit send and you actually have to think about it, right? <laughs> yeah. And read it back to yourself. Like, would I respond to this? Yeah. Yeah. Read it out loud. I cannot give anybody better advice because if you read your caption out loud, if you read your DM messages out loud, both of those things, it will dramatically change the way that you create copy on Instagram. And it will also dramatically change the way that you start and end or quote, initiate conversations with people. Because I mean, I, I'll, I'll throw this back at you, but how did you feel when you got my DM? Right. I hope it didn't feel like a sales call. Yeah, no, it was personal. Yeah, it was, it was a personal DM and I was like, oh, cool. He saw saw some of my podcasts and, you know, you, you have something that we have something in common and yeah, it was, it was a good engagement. And that's the reality, right? Is can you, can you do that right in a DM and you can. So do you have any uh, success stories that you could share with, like uh, that you helped the mortgage broker? Yeah. Um, I have a ton, um, but one that comes to my mind right off the gate is actually someone I talked to yesterday. He is a, a mortgage professional with Movement Mortgage. Um, he's been a client of ours for about six months. He actually came to my private event in October that we hosted in Dallas. Um, and he has been uh, a raving fan, if you will, for quite some time, but finally transitioned into our VIP program. Um, and he's actually in the middle of creating a builder account relationship for movement. So currently movement does not focus on builder accounts, um, but he is trying to change that. Um, and he called me yesterday because he was freaking out because he had a lead through DMs. Um, it's a gentleman in Knoxville, Tennessee, who runs a huge subdivision of cabins. Um, so it's like this really unique subdivision. There's a hundred plus cabins there. Um, and it's a very soft after tourist destination. And this gentleman wants my client to have all of those houses. Um, and, and that's a huge deal um, for someone who technically he can't even do those loans yet. Um, so he called me and was about losing his mind um, and just said, I need movement to figure this out because if they figure it out, I'm literally sitting on this massive gold mine and uh, this particular lead had been reaching out to him multiple times and is actually, they've spent over two hours on the phone talking about it. Um, and so my client is just sitting there ready, you know, ready, chomping at the bit to be able to actually do it. That's good. That's cool. Yeah. That leads right to the paycheck, right? Another gentleman who I, I really like, um, he is a certified divorce lending professional. So he solely focuses on um, creating relationships with those who are either going through divorce or in the process of um, filing so that they can do so properly so that when they get out on the other side of that, they can actually buy a home without all of their money being in weird places yeah. um, or their alimony or child support being paid out improperly or all the things that go into that, which are things that most people, when they're getting divorced, they're probably not thinking about that. Right. Um, so he yeah. is focused on serving that 
Um, not a field I would want to be focused on, but you know, Hey, to each their own, but that's a great niche though. That's really creative actually, because you need expertise in that area. You do like, you know, people need help, right? When they're going, they're going, like you said, they're going through divorce. They're not thinking about their finances necessarily like what's coming later. They're thinking of like right now, how do I split this up? Gosh, you know, what's going to happen with my assets, so that niche is, is really good. Like, I think it's a really interesting niche. I won't give away, I won't give away who it is or, or any of that just for, for sake of saving. Cause I know he's really excited about the fact that he's doing it, but, um, he actually, his, he started with us, uh, early December, December 5th, I think roughly, um, his boss called me last week to tell me that my, my client actually had gone from having zero conversations with divorce attorneys throughout the 50 states because they're now they can lend in all 50 states um but he went from having zero conversations to 10 to 15 per week and his mm. boss was so freaked out by how fast this was happening that he's like what in the world are you doing yeah. um and all it is is having conversations and knowing how to find those people and being intuitive and creative and um, can you find divorce attorneys online can you find cpas online can you go find the people who are doing these things and can you go upstream right to where these people actually are um before they even know that they need you um and truly that that's what we specialize in that's cool yeah i love that and the, and the fact that you can get that engagement on instagram get people to respond to you dm you on instagram about that niche is is a cool really cool thing that I think many mortgage brokers should start thinking about. Maybe that's not their niche. Maybe it's some other niche like VA, like you said, or non-QM self-employed borrowers, but there's so much out there that people could do with social media to really up their game in 23. I mean, this is a, this is a new year. We've got a lot of business out there. You just got to go find it. You got to shift it up. You got to change it up in order to get, you know, to get this business and, and be kind of ahead or have a little competitive, competitive advantage over your competitors and, um, so I love, I love where you're headed with this. And, um, I, I would say like one thing that, that kind of for, for me and maybe for our listeners is, is what do you offer as far as like any kind of guarantees? And I know that's kind of a loaded question, but the, the guarantee in the sense of like, if I'm going to trust Michelle here with my, so my social media, my Instagram account, like how, how, what's my commitment? Am I going to be in this thing for a year? And then what if she doesn't do good? Like, can I get my money back? Or can I just, you know, like, what's your promise to mortgage brokers to sort of take over and give them that warm fuzzy that this is a, a good uh, step they're taking in 23? Um, one thing I will tell anybody, um, regardless of what industry you're in, because we get asked, we get, you know, calls from, from lots of different industries, despite the, the fact that we specialize in what we specialize in, but I don't I'm not guaranteeing you anything. What I am as far as dollars and cents, what I am guaranteeing you is that my team and I are going to create and initiate conversations on your behalf every single day, five days a week, Monday through Friday, 45 comments and 20 story replies. We're going to make kick-ass content. You're going to feel and look at your content. It's going to feel like you, it's going to sound like you, and it's going to come across the way that you need it to, in order to feel invested in the process. We're also going to keep you super accountable, right? So my team is, is trained by me personally to ask the hard questions, get the content that we need because you're paying for us to do it. So if we don't have it, we can't do what you're paying us to do. So it's our job to kind of be that little map in the room saying, hello, hello. Um, so I promise you the accountability uh, is going to be there. And I promise that the prospecting is going to be there, right? Us going out and creating those conversations on your behalf. Um, and I certainly promise that the content that you see on your platform is going to sound like you feel like you come across as you because we spend so much time really getting to know you as a person. Um, and then my ask of our clients, as far as commitment, is that if you are paying us to help you with all of this, that you are committed to answering your DMs waking up every morning or waking up, you know, or before you go to bed, making sure that you are furthering those conversations because I have fired clients and I have no problem doing it because if, if you're telling me that you're not getting any business, but I go and I check all of your messages and I can see that all of those conversations have been started and you haven't furthered them, then that's not on my team. That's on you. Uh, and so I think it's, it's a matter of 
you being invested in the process and knowing that if I'm spending X amount of dollars per month, I have to be committed to, to being part of that process, right? And, you mm -hmm. know, we'll do all of the copy, we'll do all the content, we'll do all the video editing, but you have to answer your messages because would you not answer a phone call, right? Would you not answer a text message if someone reaches out to you about wanting to do business with you? And of course you would, right? Yeah, so I, don't yeah. think of Instagram as this like, well, I'm doing it because I, I feel like I'm supposed to, but it's really not a priority. It has to be. And, and if we're going to go initiate all those conversations for you, the reality is that if you don't respond to those messages, you're creating that perception that you're not available to me as a consumer or, and that you're not available to anyone really. Right. Um, and that's not a good look if you're trying to generate more business in 2023. And we all are trying to get more business in 23, right? <laughs> Amen. Right. <laughs> yeah. I think this is going to be a good year. And I think it's a good way to start it off by getting on the right foot to really, you know, take, take your Instagram, take your social media, you know, take it seriously and get out there and go for it because someone else is going to do it if you don't do it. Right. And they are, there are people out there that are doing it and crushing it. And, you know, my hope, and I'm sure your hope is the same. Like we want everybody to crush it. And the reality is that there are a handful of people who will, because they'll be committed to doing it and we're ready to do it. Awesome. Um, that, that's it for me. I, I'm, I'm just going to wrap it up by saying I appreciate you coming on the show, Michelle. And, uh, you know, all our listeners, definitely check out Michelle. Um, we're going to put a link to her page. You can find her on, on Instagram, of course, under Instagram Power Method, right? That's uh, It's at Instagram Power Method. No, it's actually, my handle is actually at Berman Media Social. Um, so Berman Media is the name of my company and then social. So it's all one word. Um, but if you just type in Michelle Berman, Michael, that will come up too. Awesome. So to get started with your social media engagement, please like this episode. Also love a comment. And I'd also love for you to share this with people that you know, because if you're not sharing it, it's just going to sit here and we're doing this for, for just me and my producer here. So, <laughs> um, thanks for coming on Michelle and, uh, we'll, we'll talk soon. Awesome. Thanks so much for having me, John. I appreciate it. All right. That's a wrap. The Million Dollar Mortgage Experience Podcast.